Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Mike, as always, man, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Hey, doing great, John. Uh, my only complaint is an SEC championship game that's uh, lost a lot of luster after A&M beat LSU. Yeah, it certainly did. It seemed like there could have been a lot more at stake, but hey, that's that's why you got to play the games. You got, that's why you got to finish out. And I know that, uh, not to bring up any bad deals, but you know your Tennessee Volunteers, man. If they just would have beaten South Carolina and Vanderbilt, things would have been a lot differently too. Yeah, I'm sure they would have found a way to threw the balls out of it. Oh, you know, Southern Cal, they seem like the hot team now. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Tennessee played their way out, uh, but all of a sudden that South Carolina loss. Doesn't look quite as bad after they they whooped Clemson in Death Valley. So where does this leave LSU now? Of course, they don't have a chance of getting in the in the playoff, but they still can have a season that is a really good season. We really didn't know what to expect from them coming into the year, and they can salvage that by closing out strong with a bowl performance. Yeah, and it it can't be worse than last year, Joe. I don't know if you remember, but they had something like thirty eight scholarship players, and they just got destroyed by Kansas State in the bowl game. But a lot for Brian Kelly and company to build off of. Uh, you know, they still could pull off the, the miracle there in Atlanta. I don't see that happening. But Georgia, you know, they, they should be number one. They, they've earned that. But at no point have they really looked unstoppable either. I mean, they, they play down the level of their competition still. I'm, anytime I criticize Stetson and Bennett, I'm, I'm, people say, you know, they think I'm just trashing them, but in a shootout, I just I don't know if I have confidence in him to carry the day. So um, Georgia has struggled in the red zone to score touchdowns. There, there is an opportunity for LSU to to pull off the unthinkable. I just I certainly am not going to be picking it. So let's talk about uh, we'll get in some other uh, specific teams too. But the big news, of course, is college football playoff expansion officially becoming a thing. Twelve teams. We see the format. We know that there'll be some other moving pieces that they'll have to add into the mix. We've been talking about, I know you've been talking about, it's been a hot topic for years now, it seems like, but what did you make of the the final decision on the playoff, the format, and everything that goes along with it? Is it, is it what you thought it would be, and is it what you wanted? Yeah, and the sad thing, John, I mean, this is something that, this is exactly the same proposal they had, I think it was like a year ago, and they just, for whatever reason, they just, I think because, uh, the SEC added Oklahoma and Texas, and feelings got hurt. They, they put all this on the back burner. So it's been over a year. It, it's been about a year and a half, but same results here. And I've been kind of against the expansion of the playoff, I'm going to be honest with you, but as more time passes, as this has been inevitable, I'm, I'm on board with it now because at the end of the day, what it's going to do is it's going to give hope to a lot more teams at the tail end of the season, not only in the SEC, but all across the board. I mean, there's there's going to be realistic opportunities for teams like in Arkansas last season. I mean, they would have been, they still would have been on the outside looking in, but they would have been a lot closer than, uh, you know, to, to be perfectly honest with you, John, I don't know if Arkansas would have ever made a four-team playoff. But I think in the future, teams like that, teams in the SEC, Greg Sankey said it himself, I mean, as many as seven teams could be making this thing once we go to a 12-team format in 2024. Is that the conference you see benefiting the most would be the SEC or would it be a conference like the Big Ten? Because look at what happens with them every year. It comes down to Michigan, 
Ohio State, and it seems like you know that's the game that determines whether a team moves on and, and the team that loses, they're done. So do they benefit the most? I certainly don't think they benefit the most, Joe, because, I mean, you're right. I mean, they got Michigan, they got Ohio State. I mean, that's great. But what else they got? They got nothing. The the SEC's got six of those. So I I think it benefits the SEC more than anybody. Hey, hey, Mike, Mike, keep in mind by the time this thing happens, though, USC, UCLA, they're going to be joining the conference. Well, that's true, but uh, (laughs) – So then they'll have three. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, I think that's really, I mean, on the face of it, that looks great. You're adding two premier programs. But who's signing up to go to UCLA and, and USC now? That half your league schedule is going to be across the country. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to leave on Thursday. You won't get back till Sunday. I mean, I think it's going to be a nightmare. I really do. And I, I understand why they did it with the TV rights and the money there and the Big Ten's making significantly more than the Pac-12. But I think it's going to be a nightmare. I I truly do. So uh, I I think even – I've said this when the SEC expanded and made the Super Conference the 16th. Teams like Arkansas, South Carolina, Kentucky, they've looked at this and said, well, my goodness, this this is getting that much more difficult. Do we even want to be in this league? I think you're looking at it completely wrong because everybody and their mother already wants to play in the SEC. They want to coach in the SEC. And I think it's just going to rise all the programs because you're you're never going to lose these recruiting battles to Oklahoma State or TCU or Iowa and on and on and on. I, I just think the SEC is just going to be even further above anybody in the country. So looking at the format itself, though, when you got six automatic qualifiers from conference championships, and they'll take the highest ones there, and then the rest of the six will be at large bids. It's kind of interesting because then you ask, okay, so which conferences are in the mix there? Uh, obviously, we know Power Five is always going to have a hand in it. What about Notre Dame? You know, does, does this mean that they're only going to be an at-large bid every single time? Just kind of, what do you make of the automatic qualifiers and how they go about ranking them and all those things too? Yeah, so the way I understand it, John, it is Power Five, and then they're going to take. Um, you know, a, a G5, the, the highest-rated conference champion, to be that sixth. So, yeah, Notre Dame is going to either force them to join a league, make probably the Big Ten, or, I mean, basically on the outside looking in every year unless they are in the top eight, nine teams in the country. And that's not a given. I, I understand the pollsters tend to give Notre Dame the benefit of the doubt, so maybe they got a shot there to climb uh, every couple of years. But, I think it's going to be rough for, for any team that's not in a power conference to get into this thing. Uh, again, they'll, they'll annually have a G5 that they'll sacrifice to, to Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia or something like that. But uh, that, So that's the format, and that's why Sankey, I mean, he was joking with seven teams because you'd have the conference champion and then the six next highest rated. But, I mean, realistically, there's going to be four from the SEC every year, if not five, uh, in this playoff. So, again, this is great news. The SEC's dominated the 14 playoff. They're going to dominate the 12 team too. Traditions are changing here, Mike. This is what some people were afraid of, but you mentioned Notre Dame. They're having to conform, most likely. And then the Rose Bowl, they had to conform. So some of those traditions that they were used to or a lot of people were used to, they're kind of going by the wayside. But – this is just the way of sports. Sports have to keep evolving. 
and now we're to that point, it's, it seems like it's going to be better moving forward. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, the day they start giving out $100 million contracts to these coaches, the day they start signing billion-dollar TV rights deals, uh, we kind of just wave goodbye to all this uh, amateurism and all this. So, uh, to me, it's wild. Every change we get, I, I see people complain. They complain about NIL. They complain about transfer pool. Yet they keep showing up all Saturday, either at the game or to watch it and talk about it all week. So, uh, again, I, I think this will end up being good for the sport because, uh, you know, we may have some SEC championships or Iron Bowls or something like that where star players sit out, and, and that will be terrible. I don't want to see that, but that may happen. But what's more important is, you know, you're going to have teams vying for spots to get in that uh, – Maybe you're in the 10, 11, 12 to, to 15 range. I mean, there's, there's going to be interest all across the country watching these games at the tail end of the season, and that's what's been missing from college football the last decade or so. Now, you did mention that you weren't necessarily on board at first, maybe within the past couple of years or whatever. What were some of the drawbacks that you saw at that time? Well, there's two things, Joe. I mean, Alabama right now, they've lost two games this season. they got no business being a national champion, in my opinion. They, they lost. I mean, what? why are we playing these games? Uh, you know, if we go to an expanded playoff, I guarantee you, I know Alabama's already dominated the 14 playoff. As long as Nick Saban's down there and Kirby Smart's at Georgia, there's never going to be a scenario where they're outside the 12. So do these teams really deserve it? Or are they getting in because of name brand recognition and some of these Tennessee storming the field because they know they they handicapped Alabama. LSU beat Alabama, and, and there was a storm. They rushed the field because they knew they could win the West, and it, and it should have eliminated Alabama, even though it technically hasn't just yet. We're going to lose big moments like that. And here's another thing. Everybody talks about playoff access, which is good, which is kind of what I'm selling on this interview right now. But do you really think right now, let's say – uh, I don't know, TCU gets in. Right now they'd have to probably be Georgia and Ohio State or something like, or Michigan to win a national championship. That's an uphill climb. But in a 12th team, they're probably going to have to beat Alabama. They're going to have to beat Clemson. Then they're going to have to beat Georgia. Then they're going to have to beat Michigan. I mean, it's, it's absurd to think a team like TCU can go through all those to win a national championship. So the, the teams that just recruit all the best players are going to win this thing anyway. But, see, I guess uh, my counter to that, too, Mike, is I'm not saying it won't happen that way, but there's just something about where it gets settled on the field that, that makes it so much more entertaining. You know, I, I look back to the very first playoff that we ever had in college football. A lot of people, myself included, didn't think Ohio State had any chance against Alabama as a four seed, and they end up taking care of business and winning the championship. And, again, I know that every year is different, but – it's just one of those things to where, hey, I don't know if Tennessee or if TCU is going to win it all or if they'll be able to take care of business, but I'd like to see it on the field. I'd like to see how they match up. And also, I just think, Mike, too, for like a conference like the SEC, which is as dominant as it has been and has the best teams, this will show, okay, is it really as good as what people say it is? Is it really as good as what people believe it is? Because that's the that's the ultimate thing where if you get more teams in the playoffs and they do well in the playoffs, you're going to start seeing exactly where a lot of these conferences stack up. Yeah, no doubt. We may finally see what all these Big Ten homers always talk about. Well, the SEC can't play in the cold. Well, we may have to go up there a time or two to, to Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, maybe even Notre Dame. So 
it's going to be interesting, no doubt. I, like I said, I'm getting on board with it because it's happening. So I don't want to sit here and complain. But uh, I, I don't know. We're, we'll be losing kind of what makes college football unique, in my opinion, with one loss, two, you're eliminated. That's not going to be the way it is moving forward. But it is what it is. Are there any other changes you'd like to see anything added to what we've already heard? It could be the format. Is there anything that you would like to change about it or maybe add to it? Well, not necessarily the playoff drill, but it sounds like we're all going this way anyway. But uh, I would just like to see scheduling and, and getting rid of divisions, which is, is already happened in the Pac-12. It's going to happen in the SEC. Greg Sankey just today said it's going to happen sooner rather than later. They just desperately need to fix scheduling because it is a nightmare scenario where in the future years, I mean, LSU, let's credit what they've done this year, but they really deserve to be in a 14 play or maybe even a 12 seed playoff. Uh, you know, three, four, five loss teams winning their conference title game and getting into the playoff. Um, I'm not really in favor of that it, unless it is you know, a top five matchup, something like that. But uh, thankfully they're, they're trying to fix all this scheduling so that we don't get these outliers feeling a bid late in the process. Speaking with Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Mike, do you think, though, that it's, it's hard to tell at this point in time, but do you think that this will be it? Do you think that this is going to be all that it expands to that they'll be perfectly fine with 12, that'll work out with the home fields, uh, having on-campus games and everything. Do you think that this will stay this way, or do you think that we're going to see more changes coming here after five years of this or whatever ends up happening? Oh, Once they see how much money they make with 12, they're going to be doing the math real quick on what's 14, what's 16. You know, They're going to go on and on and on. They'll probably expand it again and again and again until we get to uh, Mike Leach has called for a 64-team playoff field. I don't know if they'll ever get that big, but uh, no, I don't think it may never stop. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what the number would be, but like I said, once they start figuring out how much money they can make, yeah, they'll probably expand once again down the line. One of the other traditions that may have held this up a bit is the bowls. And with the bowls and the tie-ins and everything – do you see much changing with the structure of the bowls or maybe eliminating the number of bowls? What, what do you see happening with the bowls? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So it certainly sounds like what they're going to do is use these bowls for, uh, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals, and all that, all the way to the championship game. But, I mean, it's just going to devalue the rest of them even more. So who knows? I mean, there, there may be a come a time, Joe, where teams just – Heck, we've already seen it. Texas A&M basically bowed out of a bowl game last year. I think we're going to see more of that in the future with uh, obviously not playoff games, but the other bowl games. So I think eventually, yeah, they, they, whittle, they will whittle it down because uh, I just think that the interest is going to continue to diminish in uh, these bowl games that really don't mean anything. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate thing I feel like has taken so much time on this. And the Rose Bowl was the one that was kind of given the ultimatum. I kind of I don't know how you feel about it, Mike, but I kind of get frustrated by the Rose Bowl because I feel like there's been so many times where it's because of them things have gotten held up because they're just holding on to every tradition and it has to be done a certain way. And I was actually kind of surprised to see the Rose Bowl agree to it. I don't know exactly what the structure was as far as 
uh, any specific uh, things other than money, of course. But it, it, it's just one of those deals where it seems like the Rose Bowl has always been in the way of any sort of changes or adjustments that happen in college football. Right. Well, I heard something today where, you know, had they not got on board, what they're looking at is games like uh, UCLA versus, uh, you know, the third-place Big Ten team. And, and all of a sudden, that Rose Bowl, I mean, quickly it's going to become one of these bowls we're talking about we may have to eliminate. So uh, I'm sure money was involved, like you said, but if they do not get on board and the player you, you eliminate the top 12 teams, there's all of a sudden the Rose Bowl is taking some second-tier teams, to put it kindly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they kind of were – their hand was definitely forced, and I'm glad they did it because um, for all the, the pageantry and the parade, I get it, it's all a big deal out there. It's a great venue if you've never been, but we can't hold up the entire sport because of one bowl game out in Pasadena. Well, and then the other thing I'm sure they, they told them was – there are other stadiums in the area that can host these mm-hmm. big-time games. SoFi Stadium is one that's right down the street. And then you have Allegiant Stadium in Vegas where everybody wants to play. So you're right. They had to get on board. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> I I love the Rose Bowl. I used to live about five minutes away from it. But, I mean, SoFi blows the doors off that thing. And I haven't been out to uh, the Vegas one yet. I would love to go. Uh, We'll find out here in a couple of days. I believe the SEC team is going out there this year. I may have to make my first trip out because uh, uh, we all know Vegas, the attractions there, but I really want to see that stadium. Well, Mike, before I let you go, man, we know that the college football playoff rankings, you got the, the four teams there in the mix. We talked about how it really just seems like those four teams are the ones that are for sure in no matter what, unless maybe Ohio State jumps in if USC loses. But just how you see this weekend playing out, and what do you think the final college football playoff rankings end up looking like? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, John, I think they're only down to five. I don't think Alabama has got any case to get in. But if the, if the committee can find a way to put Alabama in, by God, they'll do it. Uh, in Tennessee, as much as I'd like to see them in there, like you said, you get smoked by South Carolina. You got no business being in the playoff either. So it's really just down to the uh, Michigan, Georgia, USC, Ohio State, and uh, 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 you know the five that they already have there. TCU, uh, TCU, so irrelevant. I always forget about them. But uh, I, I don't know how much excitement we're really going to get Friday. Maybe the best game of all: Utah and Southern Cal. I believe that point spread is less than a field goal. So that's going to be pretty wild to see. And I really just want to see if Georgia, I think they could put on a, a show against LSU. The point spread, I think it's around 17 points right now. They may just crush the Tigers and, and go on to the uh, college football playoff as the number one seed. But that's going to be fascinating because Michigan, if they have a big performance, they may have a case to be number one as well. Well, Mike, we really appreciate you joining us, man. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the weekend of games, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you next week, all right? All right, sounds good.